The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. Join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood film and TV news and everything in between. Tune in each weekday on your favorite podcast platform. Portal Minds, the long-standing juggernaut of crime procedural dramas, culminated with its 15th season, marking the end of an era for fans and characters alike. Season 15 of Criminal Minds not only had the daunting task of tying up loose ends, but also of satisfying a local fan base. Which had, which had followed the BAU through its highs and lows over the years. This final season, the season kicked off with Under the Skin, where the BAU team is immediately thrust into action against an unsub with a pension for postmortem rituals, setting the tone for a season that is both a return to form and a farewell tour. The opener is adept at reminding us why Criminal Minds has remained compelling for so long. The ability to delve into the darkest corners of human psychology while keeping the focus on the team's dynamics and individual stories. The overarching narrative of Season 15 revolves around the chase of the chameleon, a.k.a. Everett Lynch. Played with chilling efficacy by Michael Mosley, Lynch, who had been introduced in the previous season, becomes the final big adversary for the BAU offering a worthy cat-and-mouse game that spans the season. This storyline not only provides the tension and stakes needed for a series finale, but also but also allows for deeper, deeper exploration and layers to his character that had been previously unexplored. One of the strengths of Season 15 is its ability to weave individual case episodes with a larger narrative. Episodes like Saturday break from the traditional format to offer a glimpse into the personal lives of the BAU team members, providing emotional depth and a sense of closure to their arcs. This is particularly evident in the development of Spencer Reed, whose journey from a young genius to a seasoned profiler has been one of the show's most compelling narratives. His storyline this season, including a significant health scare and the resolution of his complex relationship with JJ, is handled with sensitivity and grace, offering a fitting conclusion to one of the show's most beloved characters. In conclusion, <clears throat> the series finale and in the end is a masterclass. 
in how to conclude a long-running series. It manages to strike a balance between concluding the season's main storyline, a final showdown with Lynch, and honoring the show's legacy. The return of past characters and the flashbacks to key moments from earlier seasons serve as a poignant reminder of the show's journey. The episode encapsulates the essence of Criminal Minds, its focus on the power of human connection, empathy, and belief in justice. Technically speaking, Season 15 continues to showcase high production values with direction and cinematography that elevate the tension and drama of each episode. The use of music and silence is particularly effective, underscoring the emotional weight of the narrative. Performances are uniformly strong, with the cast delivering nuanced portrayals that reflect their character's growth over the series. However, no series finale is without its criticisms, and Criminal Minds Season 15 is no exception. Some fans may find or some fans find the resolution of certain storylines rushed or unsatisfying a consequence of the shortened season. Additionally, the focus of certain storylines <laughs> excuse me. comes at the expense of the procedural aspect of the show, which had been its bread and butter. So to recap, Criminal Minds Season 15 is a fitting farewell to a series that has left an indelible mark on the crime procedural genre. It succeeds in providing closure while reminding viewers of the reasons they fell in love with the show in the first place. The final season is a testament to the strength of its characters, storytelling, and the enduring appeal of the BAU team. As the screen fades to black, fans can take solace in the knowledge that while the show ended, the legacy of Criminal Minds and the impact it has had on its audience will remain. Before everybody reminds me of the new Criminal Minds revival, I'm going to hold off on reviewing that until that series is wrapped up. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. Without further ado, now our ranking of all 15 seasons from worst to best. Over the course of 15 seasons, Criminal Minds produced some incredible cases, and some which didn't reach the same heights. The show follows the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit, or BAU, as they travel all over the United States, profiling and capturing serial killers and other criminals. In many ways, Criminal Minds is a fairly standard procedural drama, but the show's complex understanding of criminal pathology makes for a fascinating investigation into the psychology of crimes. Criminal Minds went through a lot, a lot of cast changes over the years, so it's not so it's only natural that the seasons should fluctuate in quality. Main characters would come and go relatively often, and the show is at its best when the team at the BAU has some time to gel. Aside from the issues with the cast, the show's quality is also impacted by the caliber of villains that show up each week, and the guest stars who play them. There's a huge difference between the best and worst seasons of Criminal Minds, but when everything falls into place, it can produce some riveting cases. So at number 15, we have season 10. Who remains a fan favorite character? This iteration of the team doesn't gel as well as earlier seasons, and the show lacks its usual emotional impact as a result. Season 10 focuses a little more on the personal relationships of characters like Hodge and Beth, but these stories don't from season 4. There are a few other high points, but season 14 spends too much time looking into the show's past and not enough time developing new and interesting storylines. 
the most controversial plot point of season 14 is JJ's confession or Luther Spencer. This comes completely out of the blue, and it goes against the nature of the relationship. The fact that season 15 ignores their unlikely love affair shows how poorly received it was. Number 13, season 12. Mainly for its underwhelming send-off for Hodge. Thomas Gibson, the actor who plays Hodge, was fired after an altercation with a writer, so perhaps it's not surprising that he was given a forgettable send-off. Hodge and his son are forced into witness protection to escape the serial killer known as Mr. Scratch. Uh, season one, one highlight is episode 15, Alpha Male, one of the best Criminal Mind episodes based on real cases. And then, number 12, we go to season 13. Mainly due to its even more cast changes. Following the cancellation of the spinoff, Criminal Minds Beyond Borders, And there are some glimpses of Criminal Minds' fantastic potential. Unfortunately, these moments are few and far between. Constant upheaval of the show's cast in its later years doesn't allow the team to find Look at the outgoing Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she makes a charming addition to the cast. The Dirty Dozen arc, which runs through, uh, throughout Season 11, is a thrilling case, and it sets up a memorable send-off for Morgan. Season 11 also features two of the best guest appearances in Criminal Minds, with Aubrey Plaza and Danny Glover each appearing in brilliant episodes. The highs are high, but Season 11 struggles to sustain them for extended periods. Highlight. But it doesn't make up for the baffling decision to rid the show of two of its best characters. Fans eventually got what they wanted, and both actors were brought back into the fold. But their temporary departures served as an unwanted distraction throughout the entire season. Number 9, Season 15, for a fitting finale. Season 15 provided the best season in years, and it proved to be an appropriate finale for Criminal Minds. Despite its truncated length, season 15 manages to wrap up each character's arc with care and diligence. Reed and Garcia provide many of the season's highlights as they deal with the mental toll of their years of, of work at the BAU. Despite a marked decline in its later years, the ending of Criminal Minds was a reminder of all the best aspects of the show. And then at number 8, we have Season 9, with J.J. back in the spotlight. Season 9 keeps returning to the mysterious relationship between J.J. and the new BAU section chief, Teo Cruz. Excuse me. Eventually, it's revealed that the two have previously worked together on a mission to capture Bin Laden. It's a fairly ridiculous premise, but the show manages to sell it fairly well. Season 9 has its ups and downs like any other, although it's an excellent two-part finale. Season team. Self-referential Heimdall. Linguistics expert Alex Blake's addition to the jury team was short-lived, but she still has a great dynamic with Spencer in Season nine, season 8. Criminal Minds introduces the Replicator, a serial killer who mimics the techniques of Criminal Minds that BAU had pursued before. It's a meta-twist to the series, but rather than feeling like an uninspired retelling the greatest hits, the show manages to keep things fresh. Main downside to Season 8? the absence of Emily Prentice. In number six, we have the debut season, number one. Criminal Minds doesn't nail down all of its strongest elements in its first season, but it's still a remarkably strong debut. 
fans will always have a debate between Rossi and Gideon, despite Gideon only appearing in the first two episodes. Season 1 ends on a thrilling cliffhanger as Ellie is shot in her own home. This raises the stakes for the rest of the show as it showed that nobody was safe. Number 5, Season which is an interesting undercut, undercurrent, as the team works together throughout the season. As usual, Criminal Minds ends with a brilliant season finale. JJ's husband, Will, gets taken hostage in a bankruptcy, and the team faces a race against the clock to save his life. And number four is season five, Hodge's Darkest Hour. Among a string of gripping cases, season five delves further into the personal lives of the team, including a trip to Rossi's hometown. Season 5 also features one of the best episodes directed by Matthew Gray Gubbler, Mosley Lane. But the outstanding story of the season by far is Hotch's confrontation with the Reaper. This leads No signs of a sophomore slump. Code Minds improved on an already strong first season with a remarkable sophomore outing. The show began to hit its stride, and Season 2 developed some of the team's most interesting storylines. Spencer begins to struggle with addiction. Elle's traumatic episode at the end of Season 1 causes her to shoot an unsub. Season 2 also starts to introduce more graphic and compelling serial killers than the first season, one of the ingredients which is vital to the success of the show. And number 2, Season 4. Perfect blend of crime and character. Season 4 introduces the Reaper, as well as plenty of other deli delightfully despicable criminals. Prentice and Spencer infiltrating a grisly cult provides one highlight, as does Spencer's relationship with his mother, played by the excellent Jane Lynch. In Episode 8, Masterpiece, Jason Alexander plays a narcissistic serial killer who sees his crimes as an expression of his genius. He makes for one of the show's the most chilling villains, and Masterpiece holds a claim to the title of the best episode of Criminal Minds. And now before we dive into our number one season of Criminal Minds, we'd like to remind you, this episode has been sponsored by ExpressVPN. If you're looking for a better way to surf the internet and privacy without prying eyes and to keep your data private and secure, you want to check out ExpressVPN today. Use the link in the description and join ExpressVPN today and you can help support the channel. And of course, go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold if you love our content and want to help us grow. Without further ado, at number one, of course, if you've done the math and followed along, is season three. The 20 episodes of season three are packed with so many highlights that it can be difficult to keep track. Rossi joins the BAU, and his arrival solidifies the show's best lineup. Rossi being, brings a completely different approach to Guinea. He's more sociable with the team altogether. Season 3 delivers on the premise of the show better than any other. The team uses their unique skills to face off against some incredibly compelling killers, and this makes Season 3 the ideal introduction to Criminal Minds. So now, we'd like to ask you, what was your favorite uh, season in Criminal Minds? What was your favorite episode in Criminal Minds? 
Who is your favorite character in Criminal Minds? Me. You have been watching the Criminal Gold Show. Follow us on Twitter at Criminal Gold Show. Find us on Instagram at The Criminal Gold Show. And on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Criminal Gold Show.